one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble podcast. We are in a brand new set. You should head over to the YouTube channel to check out what it looks like IRL. But because of the new set, we're way behind schedule today and we can't really do a podcast bit. No, I had some emails that I wanted to read out that of course you brilliant people have sent in. However, we have really run out of time. We need to record our crown jewel predictions. You need to go to the old studio yeah, and pick up some more stuff fun. to populate up the uh, with its no lights uh, to populate this brand new set. So let's dive into the show where we're going to be first talking about Samoa Joe's return. Samoa Joe returned last night at the end of a pretty cracking, but not without its faults match, I will say. Hmm. Uh, so this was the opening match was AJ Styles comes out for a promo. Huge reaction for him in his home state, state. of Atlanta, mm-hmm. Georgia. Yes. Yeah. Which one's in which? It's Atlanta, Georgia. So Georgia is the state. So Georgia's in Atlanta. No. Atlanta's in Georgia. Georgia. And he comes out, gets this huge reaction, and he's like, you know, I've got something to say to you, Daniel Bryan, so get out here right now. And... Uh, uh, Brian comes out, and this is when I thought, why am I not more into this? This is AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan. One of them's got the WWE Championship. The other one's come back after two years and concussions. Four years, I believe. Oh, is it two, no, it's two I, years, you're right. Two, no, two years. years, yeah. Like, why is this not amazing? Well, I mean, one of my first notes I made watching this show is like, God, I'd be so much more into this match if it wasn't at Crown Jewel. Mm. Like, if, it's the same thing we said about the DX Brothers of Destruction thing. If, like, that was at Survivor Series, I think I'd be well more into it. But because this whole event has been marred in various amounts of controversy, it really has soured me mm. on any, on all of the matches, really. Because I now just look at that event just being like, well, this, it, A, it's, it's, you know, it's marred in controversy, but B, it's really being built around this pointless World Cup, which means nothing. It's not pointless. It's in the name. It's to <laughs> determine, determine the, the best in the, the world. world at the global pay-per-view From known as Crown Jewel. But at least now on this SmackDown episode, it has been given some stakes, mm. finally. So, yeah. But at the start of this show, I was like, I'm just really not into anything that is on this Crown Jewel show. And that's 
a shame because I really want to be excited for AJ versus Brian. Remember when we got yeah. really excited about after WrestleMania when they had that short match on SmackDown? That was a great match. The kind of match that has enough in for them to build on the next one. Exactamundo. Yeah. But that's uh, what we were building to here, I suppose. Because Brian reportedly, although we can now say confirmed reports was very unhappy with crown jewel because of said controversies and essentially just refused to work the show and he's got enough backstage clout to be able to get away with that sort of thing and just say mm, no it's like him and john cena were pretty much the only people to go mm, no and I'm, I'm not doing it someone pointed this out on twitter and I didn't even think of this. I just thought John Cena and Daniel Bryan, those are two completely unrelated people <clears throat> who have issue with Crown Jewel taking place in Saudi Arabia. They've got Bellas. They have got Bellas. I think the Bellas are the real... Be- I'm sorry, now we've got a desk, I might start hitting it. Now, now the it's the Bellas. You reckon? We have to salute them. They've got big moral consciences, mm. obviously, yes. evidently. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan comes out to... Uh, Shoulders cold without this cape covering it. Daniel Bryan comes down to talk to AJ and cuts a wicked promo, I thought. It's like, hey, I I don't see you as a friend. I don't see you as an esteemed, respected colleague. I see you as the WWE champion, and I want to take it from you. Yeah, the reason I came out of my retirement, my forced retirement, was because I wanted to be the WWE champion. That was what was driving me mm. to get back into the ring. And it was really nice. Essentially, what they had to do was kind of expedite this feud very, very quickly so we could end it here. This segment may have, may or not taken place if Brian was working the show, but it really did feel like when AJ was like, yeah, when I hit you with that Pele kick last week, I meant it yeah. and it, it felt like it was like okay let's get through this as quickly as we possibly can and the feud's over that was weird i didn't like that because they were aj started this bit by saying he apologizes for the pele kick and then he apologized because it was it was intention i just thought it was sloppy writing mm-hmm. but this did end up in a match they kept on saying it was so obvious they kept on saying yeah i'll face you this friday you, d- you won't expect what's going to happen. Wink. And then AJ was like, no, let's do this this match right now. And then Shane O'Mac comes out to a massive pop. And he was like... Inexplicably. And then he was like, yeah, it's a, this is SmackDown. It's the land of opportunity or whatever the hell he likes to say. What up, Atlanta? Mm. And then says, we're going to have this match right now. And, that, yeah. and so we got our crown jewel WWE Championship match on this episode of SmackDown Live, which unfortunately because it's on a tv show means there's ad breaks in there which kind of breaks up some of the flow but i did think it was a bit of a terrific match well that's it this was an this was a really good match told a great story brian is targeting aj's arm because aj's finisher is the phenomenal forearm and the yes lock and and because yeah setting up the yes lock likewise daniel bryan aj targets daniel bryan's left knee after he sort of fake injures it on a uh, suicide dive dive outside because he's got the calf crusher in his arsenal and Daniel Bryan's finisher is the running knee. Yeah. Like, it was a really nicely structured match. It did go through ad breaks. It went through two. It got a lot of time, but it would have been better had those ad breaks not been there and this was a pay-per-view encounter. And I was really, really into it. And some... in addition to the the story and the structure, I love the counters. I thought this was a yeah. terrific counter match. Well, particularly like as they got into the end when it was like trying like Daniel Bryan did this amazing series of transitions where mm. 
AJ went for the phenomenal forearm. Brian caught him in like an, an armbar, like a triangle armbar. Then he transitioned that into the S lock and then tr transitioned that into a triangle seamlessly. And then AJ transitioned that into a Styles Clash. And, that was awesome. And off the Styles Clash, locked in the calf crusher. Yeah. Like it was a really, really smart, like counter reversal style match. And I, I thought it was really, really great. I really, yeah, same here. But it just, it, it felt like a bit damp or like, like it it was missing something i felt like the guys hearts weren't in it mm -hmm. Be because this was a, a you know a, a rushed match a last minute thing a last minute thing because they can't they like one of them doesn't agree with the pay-per-view's location this mm -hmm. friday yes and yeah just that didn't that took me out of it a bit because the whole thing was so transparently a way to get round this screwy thing wwe are doing with crown jewel I, I couldn't get into the match as much. That's interesting. I mean, I, 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 th I sort of managed to. I think I, in my head, I was like, "Well, this is how they've written Daniel Bryan out of these Fridays mm. or this Friday's show." So I, I'm, I'm just going to have to try and enjoy this match now, or yeah. I, I get to enjoy this match now. Well, and I, I just and think I if this was on a pay per view this without a, and yes. without all the the stuff surrounding it, and that's what we said, I, this would be awesome. Like and you'd, said, you'd like it more as oh, well, one hundred percent. Because I, I. Sorry, my, my my sound stopped for a second then. I've always found that like ad breaks really do hamper down a match. I've said it like a lot of times on SmackDown Live. It's one of the reasons why I pref almost prefer Raw to SmackDown. I think they, they structure their matches better around ad breaks than yeah. SmackDown do. Um, but if this was on pay-per-view, as I said, if this was at Survivor Series, this would have been... I'd have been so much more into this match. Or at TLC, because obviously they probably do a champ v. champ match mm. at Survivor Series. But I think I'd have been more into it there than I was here. Well, here it ended after, you know, a really good, I'd say, 20-minute match where uh, it, it ends in that calf crusher on Daniel Bryan's injured left knee and Bryan taps. Mm -hmm. uh, that, to me, I don't know. It's like, I, I quite like, I like it when people tap out. I wish people did submission finishes more and it wasn't seen as this, oh, they're weak, they're ruined. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I, I was brought up in the Kurt Angle and Chris Benoit days and, and Chris Jericho, who were making baby faces tap left, right and centre. But here, uh, I didn't, I, I felt like this was... I, I don't know. I felt like this was a bit of a punishment. Oh, no, I didn't see that at all. Because someone said that to me on Twitter this morning, mm. saying, like, do you think that was a punishment because he refused to do the show? And I was like, no, I think this was probably the finish they were going to do on Friday. I don't know. The, because this was, in WWE's mindset these days, and it has conditioned me to think this as well, if you tap out, that is quite a definitive end to that feud because that is the ultimate submission, really. Uh, and this was their first encounter to have a submission victory clean, mm. I, it doesn't leave the appetite wanting more. I, I, I don't know. I, it worked for me. Well, I, the, I, as I said, I, I, I think this was the finish they were going to do regardless. So, so, But it does. that's somewhat mitigated by what happened afterwards, and that's the title of this video, because they both hug, they show respect to each other, and then uh, Samoa Joe runs out and beats everyone up. Luke is just... Uh, he, he's also taken out Luke's mic pack. Yep, because sorry. Our cables aren't long enough, it seems, is another thing. That's why we get another getting, microphones. Sorry, I was getting a lot of, like, <laughs> my sound kept cutting out. We need that little board where technical difficulties from <laughs> yeah. The Simpsons. Ba -da -da -da, ba -ba -da -da. The graphic is still standing, though, <laughs> and my nipples are popping out. Uh, so, yeah, Samoa Joe attacks both men after this embrace and stands tall. 
Yeah, he really came out of nowhere because yeah. the reports were that Joe's injured at the moment. But again, this very much felt like last minute thing. What can we do? We need to set up another match anyway. Uh, Joe will do, I guess, because we can try and further on. And when Joe cut his promo later on in the show, which was again about AJ's family, I, it did make me go like, oh, guys, I thought we'd all move past this. Well, you know, we've got an Ooh Wendy t-shirt in the works, so I'm kind of, I'm thankful. I'm thankful because we dragged our feet on that to the extent where it's gone out of the zeitgeist and potentially might come back in again. Yeah, but I don't see this being a long-term thing. Oh, like, so- I-, I think what I liked about the ending of this, and I said this in my SmackDown review, perhaps I'm being very optimistic here. I'm doing an Ollie Davis optimistic. I'm writing my own stories in my head. But this... Gonna make your own fun, brother. But sometimes, and I've said this multiple times for WWE this year, I'm hoping this leads to a three-way feud between AJ, Joe, and Brian because Joe choked out both men Mm. with the Kikina clutch, which to me would suggest that he's got beef with both of them, or at least Brian now has got an excuse to have beef with Joe because he choked him out after the match unnecessarily, and that can tie tie into some sort of three-way match at TLC because we most likely won't get it at Survivor Series. Totally. I think that's why... Brian tapping out in the finish of this match is okay because it you, you, you forget about it because you're now wanting to see this three-way feud. And back in, I think last month, they had a few December SmackDown house show advertisements and, of course, cards subject to change. But one of the most heavily promoted matches was AJ versus Brian versus Joe versus Miz hmm. in this four-way match. So maybe that's where they're going to go. I would love a three-way feud yeah uh, potentially even a four-way feud and get the miz in there i've had no problem with that yeah no absolutely but i i'm i'm happy to see joe back yeah it was really good to see him back yeah. this is the first time we've seen him since hell in a cell yeah uh because yeah we thought he was injured there and that whole aj feud was dropped yeah when he... was he last seen was it super showdown was super showdown after or before oh, there's hell too in many cell. was he at evolution uh but yeah later on aj comes to page and says, I'm really angry. Let me have a match with Joe at Crown Jewel. And she's and like, do you want me to reward what he did? Which I really appreciate. Absolutely. Yeah. Considering as well, I thought she had a bit of a bonehead decision earlier in the night. I thought this was a much nicer... And it did. It made sense as a general manager. Especially if you play off Baron Corbin's axe on Raw, where he rewarded Bobby Lashley for losing and being a heel. Yeah. So this was the, the other way around. Uh, but yep... So, Page made that match for Crown Jewel, and then we got a scary, terrifying Joe, angry Joe promo from a locker room later. Yeah, just want to correct you on one point there. Mm. Baron Corbin didn't reward Bobby Lashley for losing. He rewarded Bobby Lashley for not being John Cena. Wrestle Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, Beyond the Mat. Since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, it, it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. Ollie El Fakador and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along, as well as record a live episode of the podcast with your cues and RAs. You make it sound like you don't even want to live. There's time to know. A lot of times I don't. 
But this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat, no no no, this will be a wrestler long screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes and bring your chance. He's got a pew! He's got a pew! It's going to be a lot of fun and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestle along screening of Beyond the Mat along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets are available now from PrinceCharlesCinema.com but they are going fast. I gave up Wall Street for Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's PrinceCharlesCinema.com Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Of course, this is to everyone who's donated $25 a month or more to us on Patreon, which, you know, was one of the... I mean, that was a goal we reached a long, long time ago to upgrade the Wrestle Rambles set back when it was just tea. I hope people like it because we, I really like it. And if people start saying, oh, I prefer the T-shirts or just a nondescript black wall behind you, I think what people, people hurt. I think what people might <laughs> like or probably did like about the old set. Oh, sorry, what, uh, yeah. What people liked about the old set was that it was very ramshackle. It was very amateur hour. It literally was some t-shirts gaffer taped to a wall. We would spend the first five minutes of every record putting the t-shirts back up. They would sometimes fall down during yeah. the course. I think people really enjoyed that. So perhaps the only backlash to this is like, it looks too good. Yeah. It looks too... It, it looks, looks It looks too You're nice. overproduced. <laughs> You're cold play. You're sold out. Well, anyway, all those people get a shout out on this show. So thank you, JVF, Jack Van Vliet. Yes! Woo! 
Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. What does that even mean? Because he's leaner. Oh, I thought it was just clean. Leaner. Yeah, I realise now reading it out, out loud. Uh, John Secret Santos. What Ooh. is it? What is Ooh. it? Big Apple Takedown, Lindsay Munro. We've got to uh, we've got to read some of that soon. There Where it is. is it? Oh, so it's up there. behind your shoulder. Thank you. Butter me up, Soren Nord. Oh, yeah, yes. butter me up indeed. Mm, Build me toast. up, Buttercup. Harry and the Hendersons Burgers. He's big and hairy. Yes, he is, like Ollie Davis. Uh, Robin Banks, Lee Roberts. Oh yes. I uh, still haven't played Red Dead Redemption, although I have bought it. Don't know what it is. Ian Malcolm, Charles Xavier, Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> All the best people. Woo. Uh, Sayonara. Cyan? Cyan Grant. Sayonara, Cyan Grant. That's why I went with Sayonara. And finally, Ryan Beban. Yeah. So we opened with the opening segment for a change. Very nice. That's like, well, usually we're quite Quentin Tarantino about the structure of these reviews. <laughs> that is your... Oh, Ollie said something I don't like. No, no, it's, it's fine. It's pretentious. I was doing that for comedic effect. Oh, okay. I actually think Tarantino's earlier work is very good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff Hardy and The Miz cut some promos backstage. Jeff is goofy. Miz is cool. Well, uh, I mean, Jeff's I, yeah, Jeff Hardy, he cuts, like we said with Undertaker and Kane, like they just say Undertaker and Kane things. Mm. With Jeff now, I just hear Jeff things. It's just... Synapses. Yeah, like... Fire. You hear Undertaker's like, boom, digging graves and digging souls, boom, the hell, and respect. Like, he's like, okay, it's an Undertaker promo. I, I get the, the, the gist of it. Same thing with the Hardy promo. He's like, paint on my face and I have eyes on my eyelids. And I'm like, cool, it's a Jeff Hardy promo. He said some stuff. Which is great because, I mean, it's great in a way because you want people to have unique voices and you can very much tell who those promos are written for. Unfortunately... Absolutely. You need substance as well, and I just I switch off because they, it's like Bray Wyatt. All those things oh, you're yeah. saying are really fascinating. Well, like they sound really good, but you you don't back them up, or, or I just can't latch into anything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's. But I thought Mrs. Promo was much better. So this was something you referred to earlier mm. about Charlotte and Paige. So yeah. what's your problem here? Well, <laughs> she said like, oh, Charlotte Flair. Like, you know, you're, you should be the captain of Team SmackDown. I was like, she lost multiple times to Becky Lynch. But I guess, in fairness, she is the only other member of the women's roster that's allowed to have a storyline. So <laughs> perhaps, there's, that's, perhaps that's why she has to be team captain. So someone, I can't take credit for this. Someone else pointed it out, but I can't remember who. Reddit? Probably. <laughs> uh, since Shane McMahon came back, and started being an authority figure on SmackDown again. There has not been one single women's match. <laughs> Is that true? That's true. Amazing. I did think, I said this in the review, it's a massive disappointment that on this show there was, was no follow-up whatsoever to Evolution. Like 95% of the women's roster was not featured on this show whatsoever. It wasn't in continuity. Well, well that's what I'm starting to think. Yeah. But granted... As we've said in the predictions, SmackDown did only have one storyline going into Evolution, and that storyline is now over. So unfortunately, there are no storylines for them anymore. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't mind this because no, uh, the idea is Charlotte and Becky stole the show on Evolution, which they very much did. It was one of the best main roster WWE matches of the year. Uh, so Paige approached it from that angle, like you, you know, you, you 
fought to the end. And she really did, you know, that spot where she comes up out the chairs and Renee Young annoyingly screams that she's a warrior. <laughs> but, like, Charlotte really did look fantastically cool in that match near mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't mind that. But I, what I didn't like was Charlotte beaming. She was just big grin on her face. Yep, nothing. Second coming of Finn Balor. Absolutely nothing of this matters. Um, but Flair, to her credit, was just you know said, "I'm not the right woman for the job," which is actually quite an interesting character direction, seeing how egotistical she usually is, even as a baby face. Yes, so I, I really like this as a, a character choice for Charlotte, and actually now could lead to an interesting storyline. Granted, they've only got two more weeks left to to build this on TV for them to pick a team captain mm. and to pick a team because Becky is obviously tied up with the Ronda Rousey match so the rest of the Smackdown women are all going to have to stand in a row and decide who's going to be on the team so to, to get across how much I love Becky Lynch when Paige asked Charlotte to be the Survivor Did Series you think, captain why is it not like, Becky why is it not Becky she's the champion did the exact same thing <laughs> and then oh yeah the big Ronda Rousey yeah, match which is absolutely enormous yeah, yeah. that's right yeah. well she should be the Survivor Series <laughs> team captain too I agree yeah um <coughs> My uh, my terrible Todd Phillips, we know it's Tom, um, commentary of the week was him constantly not being able to say Crown Jewel. He had to say every single time, it is the global pay-per-view event known as Crown Jewel. Every single effing time he brought it up. And it, every time it dug into me even more. I've really turned off on Tom Phillips now mm. as a commentator. I thought he was fine. I thought he was absolutely fine, but he's really starting to wind me up now. He is worse than Cole. Yeah. At least Cole's got a kind of affable He's got a personality. Yeah, an affable lameness (coughs) to him, whereas Todd Phillips is literally just... He may as well not be there. Mm. He may as well just put a speak and spell there and just program (laughs) things into it, and he can just go, that global pay-per-view event, and that's all you need from him. The man likes commentary and... Playing text. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I, uh, <laughs> Smackdown rolls on. Maybe it's just because they want to distance themselves as much as possible from the words Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia. So it's not in Saudi Arabia. It's global. It's a global event. And, you know, it's global pay per view event. Some people are calling it Crown Jewel. We just know it's known as Crown Jewel. <laughs> it's like. Linda doesn't know anything. It's honest. Don't ask Linda about it. We've heard yeah, rumors. We, We've heard yeah. some stuff, but mm. you know we're just there to to uh, please the fans. Probably that Dave Meltzer who just makes yeah. up all of this stuff. Uh, then we got Big E versus Cesaro in a trick or street fight. I I thought this was really fun. I had a lot of fun. Unfortunately, this. I did. I don't think this is oh, the right time. Well, no. you know, New Day lose their tag titles. Big Show gets joins the bar, which was initially intriguing, and now I don't see the point. <laughs> And it's just like, is now the time in their feud to have this comedy match? I'll be honest with you. When they announced the lineup for this week's SmackDown and they said it was going to be a member of the New Day versus a member of the bar, I thought there was then comma and a trick or street fight. And I was like, cool, Gallows and Anderson will finally get on TV. Yeah. Because that's usually their year. That's their annual shtick as they get to do this match. And I was slightly disappointed that it was here because this is meant to be your tag title feud to then have a wacky comedy match as your go-home angle for the pay-per-view, the global pay-per-view events. That's we think we is think called, is Crown, called Crown, Jewel. Crown Jewel. It did seem a bit weird. With that said, I had a lot of fun. That's it. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Byron Saxton did, <laughs> but I, I had a lot of fun. There was something, Byron Saxton had this call where it was like, I can't wait, you know, about it was about Crown Jewel, I think. And Corey Graves just goes, I hope you get sick. 
<laughs> so mean. Uh, but I, I completely agree. Like, with that criticism out of the way, this was so much fun. Yeah. I loved New Day. I didn't... The New Day cosplaying as the brood. So I didn't awesome. know I wanted that so much. Just hearing that music as well. Yeah. I suddenly got this wave of nostalgia all over me and they came out. And I, I was half expecting them to do the fire entrance. I know they can't, <laughs> but I was like, they're going to do the fire entrance. But um, I, they, I, but they sprayed the blood, though. They did, oh, mis- not blood. Mystery red liquid. Viscous liquid. Viscous, Viscous liquid. liquid is what they used to call it back in the day. Um, but like they did slams into pumpkins. And, like, like, and it turned into this massive schmoz because it's a street fight. So them standing on the outside did seem very silly. But everyone just did some big stuff. Big Show tried to drown Xavier Woods bobbing for apples. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, like, Big Show went to chokeslam Woods in Kingston and they spat the viscous liquid in his face with Big Pop. And then Biggie spat viscous liquid into Sh- uh, Cesaro's face at the beginning for the win. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, really fun. Does undermine the feud. Uh, do, you, uh, do you know another reason, apart from Halloween, why the brood might have been honoured? Well, they uh, cut their very first promo on SmackDown on the very first episode of SmackDown back in 1999. That's when the the Brood, uh, you know, unleashed their silence and they cut their very first promo. Well, that's a great stat. But I've got another stat. Oh, cool. Uh, It's Edge's birthday yesterday. Oh, lovely. So that could be another reason. Uh, Then we got a promo backstage. I've (laughs) I've called it all the World Cup guys standing Standing in in a a row. row. I did the same thing. Uh, So that's Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, Miz and Randy Orton. Everyone but Miz cuts an awfully scripted promo. This was the worst staged, most contrived backstage segments WWE have done in some time. Well, I think you should qualify that by saying last night. <laughs> because the Nia Jax Ember Moon thing was the no, night no, no. before. No, but that was Miz saved this. No, no, no. What I'm saying is not the horribly scripted stuff of it, because this at least there was ba 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 ba. But it was like Shane McMahon was standing and was like, in this competition will be the Miz. The Miz steps forwards. It will also have Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy steps forward, you know, hitting your mark. And it was just horribly contrived. And it felt so unnaturalistic. And you think, in your world, you lads have just been standing off camera waiting for your name to be said so you can step forward. Mm. And that's why I'm saying it's the most contrived staged backstage segments in some time. But yeah, then they all cut rubbish promos with the exception mm. of The Miz, who more or less saved this segment. Yeah, so Miz uh, said Halloween's come early because look, Ray's dressed as a Power Ranger, Jeff's the long-lost member of the Insane Clown Posse, and Randy... <coughs> and he turns to Randy. Randy's just staring at him. And Miz, brilliant, like, it was such good acting, just recoiled. And go, Randy's cool. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah, Randy's really cool. <laughs> But here's where Shane dropped the bombshell, um, Power Man 5000. He he said that he really wants SmackDown to win because for some reason it's really important to Shane McMahon that he has the best in the world, despite the fact you've got the WWE champion, which in theory, he is the best in the world. However, he really wants SmackDown to win and he has said that whoever makes it to the final of of the World Cup tournament to determine the best in the world at the global pay-per-view events known as Crown Jewel, if they lose, they are no longer welcome at SmackDown. Those were his words, but then the commentators specified later on they're getting fired. They will be fired from SmackDown and will presumably have to go to Raw or 205 Live. Yeah, it's very interesting. It's It's a real weird swerve to put in there. And usually when they do that, that makes me think, oh, okay, well, they're winning then because they wouldn't go. But here I'm, I'm it, 
I think it, I think the brands need something like this. I think SmackDown needs to lose someone. Really, they've got too much talent, and Raw is in desperate need of well, a, a couple of fresh faces. I can almost see Randy getting to the final and losing yeah. and heading over to Raw and being inserted into that Universal Championship picture, which mm. at the moment really could do with someone like a Randy Orton to try and sort of, you know, maybe elevate it slightly. Yeah. Because it's in a bit of a funk at the moment because of the terrible news. So maybe a Randy Orton going over could be a massive benefit for, for Raw in terms of that. So I could see them definitely doing that. It did feel like this was, because this was put into place on the go-home show, you know, three days before Crown Jewel, the pay-per-view event known as Crown Jewel. We don't know if that's what it's mm. officially called. Um, it felt like they had to do this because they have plans to move someone across. Because if SmackDown just wins, then you're like, well, why did you have that stipulation then? Because it's not on the Raw side. Yeah. But I did, um, I groaned a little bit when Shane was like, I don't want my sister Stephanie to have someone who is the best in the world. I was like, I don't think, Stephanie's not been there. I don't think she cares. Because that's what it's about, isn't it? It's about the McMahons. Yeah. Not, yeah. I do not like Shane being back. <clears throat> Plus, just from a kayfabe perspective, Rey Mysterio, Jeff Hardy, The Miz, Randy Orton. Why would you want to potentially lose any of those guys? Because they're not the best in the world. They let one of the raw guys become the best in the world. But exactly. That is so fickle. That is like, how big is your ego to be punctured a little bit like that? Well, to, well no, you, lo you lost on that night. So you, I don't want you anymore. Even yeah. though, you know, you, you sh you're actually very good. Yes. <laughs> even though you are a top draw and an actual star, yeah. I don't want you here. So then we got Paige booking that AJ versus Samoa Joe match. Then we got Shinsuke Nakamura taking on R-Truth because Ty Dillinger, very sadly, has a hand injury. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, man. Need surgery. Apparently it's an old injury that's been re uh, aggravated. And yeah, he's going to have to get surgery, which sucks. All because all he's been doing. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's injured, man. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, which, which is a real shame because I, I like Ty. Yeah. And R-Truth is a good replacement um, because he is just fantastically over mm -hmm. with his new dance. Who would have thought that a Carmella R-Truth act just a couple of months ago would be money? Well, here's the thing. Like, Brian Alvarez posted this on Twitter of uh, Figure Four Online. He said, I can't believe that R-Truth and Carmella are my favourite act on SmackDown when two months ago I was ready to stop reviewing SmackDown because I could not stomach another Carmella <laughs> main event match. Yeah. Uh, and yet here we are. And they are a really, really good pairing. They did the dance break in the middle. I thought the match actually was quite bland and boring, really, because yeah. it wasn't much of a match. It was more or less... You may as well have not done it. Like, that's how much of a bland, boring match it was. It was nice to see Nakamura exists, though. Well, yes. And that I didn't just dream him up once. Well, here we go. 75 days now since Nakamura had a storyline. Wow. 75 days. United States champion. Although it was announced that he'll be facing Seth Rollins. Oh, on this show? It's, I'm pretty sure I heard it. So that this, this is one of those things that comes with a caveat. Like, it was like... Of course, United States champion Nakamura will be facing the Intercontinental champion at Survivor Series. That makes sense. So yeah. you'd assume it's Seth Rollins. Well, yes, but I, didn't know, I <coughs> wasn't aware they announced it this show. It wasn't like a big graphic announcement. Mm. Not like this one that's stayed up there. Nice work, WrestleTalk. Uh, so yeah, Nakamura wins with a Kinshasa. Then we got Becky Lynch promo. Yes! Now, here, so I thought the second hour of this show was pretty bad, pretty mm. boring, but... Here comes Becky to save the day. Oh, yeah. And she comes out and essentially cuts a very short promo. 
this promo was literally about but it was it was so short but so to the point that i loved it even more yeah yeah because also she came out and she was like I won Evolution. I'm the man round here. And now I'm facing Ronda Rousey. She claimed to be the baddest woman on the planet. On what planet is she the baddest woman? Great line anyway. Mm. And then she just says, at Survivor Series, I'm going to rip off your arm. And then then she leaves. And I'm like, brilliant. But the key to this, and what I loved about this segment, the commentators never made mention that she's a heel. The commentators never was like, what a dastardly person she is. What a horrible human being. She betrayed her best friend. All of that not mentioned. And they just treated Becky like she's Becky. And so I'm hoping, perhaps I'm reading too much into this, but I'm hoping, I'm fingers crossed, that we can stop this ludicrous push (laughs) of Becky as a heel and just accept that she's over as a baby face Mm. and just start acting accordingly. Yeah, you don't need to tweak the character at all. No, really. just just have her proceed as because this is the same is. Becky we've had since SummerSlam, <coughs> and it yeah. was great. Just don't have the commentators going like, "Oh, she's awful." Well, maybe it's because the commentators love Charlotte so much that because Becky isn't feuding with Charlotte anymore, it's okay. But they also love Ronda. Mm, oh well, although tricky. they do have uh, brand loyalty. Brand Unless you're Corey loyalty. Graves, who said that he's picked Bobby Lashley to win the World Cup. Bland loyalty, then. <laughs> hey. Uh, so I, I thought I thought this was great. Uh, two points that she made, where she said everyone you faced so far, Ronda, was beaten before they even got in the ring with you. I didn't come here to cosplay, which I guess was the Alexa Bliss side of things. I didn't come here to talk about a reality TV show, which is the Bellas. I'm I'm just here to rip your arm off, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a great point. And then, like, I never thought about this match being an based around the Battle of the Armbars. Oh, yeah, that's true. Becky's disarmor yeah, submission yeah. and, of course, Ronda's armbar. So, yeah, I think they can... I'm, I'm really looking forward to this match. I, I didn't really... I was just... Huh, that's happening. I That is something I want to see. But now I'm, I'm actually emotionally invested in it. Alexa responded to uh, Becky's claim of her being just so, you know, the, the cosplayer that she is. Yeah. And she sort of made this sort of jive back and forth. And Becky just quote retweeted her saying, like, that was terrible. You probably pulled a hamstring for making that reply. And then we got Samoa Joe doing his uh, his promo well, he, in the locker room. He did call this their final chapter, which may put some mm. uh, water over my fiery dreams of a three-way fuse. Uh, I... I thought this was a great intense promo as normal, mm-hmm. but I, I'm almost glad that this has come in and stopped AJ and Brian because that AJ Brian feud was so lackluster and yeah, weak. That's true. That I kind of want them to just reset and start again in a couple of months. Uh, and then the main event was because that Jeff Hardy Randy Orton singles match was so good last week. Mm-hmm. Let's have Jeff Hardy and Rey Mysterio versus Randy Orton and The Miz. So it's the the baby faces and the heels of those who are in the World Cup to determine the best in the world at the, the global, global pay-per-view, pay-per-view events event known as Crown Jewel. That we think is called Crown Jewel. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, it's it's that again pedestrian which, pedestrian match uh, i thought it did pick up a little bit though when hardy mysterious started double teaming miz mm-hmm. um jeff hardy showing lisa has to do a poetry emotion correctly um and eventually uh, they they won uh, and then randy just started rkoing people out of nowhere do you remember when awesomely Ran- so though. awesomely so he hit so randy uh, sorry ray does his dive off the top rope rko just out of yeah. nowhere look great and then there's a nice moment when like randy's laid out jeff and ray with rkos and miz just puts his hand on his shoulder being like hey, hey we won rko to, yeah. to miz as yeah. well but do you remember when randy turned heel and he had those weeks where he wasn't hitting the rko and there was, yeah. everyone yeah. was like 
this is like a, is a story they're doing is when's Randy going to finally hit the RKO he's not doing it because it's a popular move he doesn't want to get cheered for doing it this is a genius bit for Randy yeah, Orton yeah. as a character now he just throws them whenever so that's out the window I guess it's, it's a real shame Orton's heel character was one of the most intriguing of the whole company yeah uh, you know, and he had that that feud with Jeff, with the you know, it's not good now, but it that was actually really cool. And had some cool spots, and then he was going around just bullying random people. There was that awesome segment where he was just weirdly bullying a production staff member. Yeah, where's that, Randy? Well, it stopped at SmackDown 1000. Yeah, that's true. The yeah. Evolution reun- reunion happened, and he hasn't really gone full bad guy since. He's just been a generic heel yeah. as opposed to this sick twisted demented heel maybe he'll pick up again after crown jewel maybe once the world cup to determine the best in the yeah. world is over so we can go back to to proper randy uh but yeah and just no one wants to see jeff and randy i think <laughs> like they're, they're not wrestling like it's a blood feud they no. they just wrestle when they should be brawling and it turns the entire crowd off when they were in there together you could hear a pin drop yeah i was so uninterested mm. in this main event it was just incredible how uninterested I was. Well, I share that opinion apart from Ray. Well, Ray's I great, just, yeah. I've turned such a corner on Ray. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. He's had a great year. Yeah. I, I, I just loved watching him move around. Mm-hmm. He's just like a bouncing back and forth like a pinball. Anyway, yeah, so overall, I would, I would give this show probably uh, a smack bang in the middle. Just because it had that crown jewel spectre looming, looming over it. That's, which is fair enough. I gave it a low smack-tastic. Mm. Hindsight might have been slightly high. But I, I, was re- I really enjoyed the AJ Bryan match. Really enjoyed the trick or street fight. I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. And I loved Becky's promo. So like those three things... And, and the, bear in mind, the, the AJ Bryan match and the trick or street fight really took up the first hour of the show. So I enjoyed more than half of the show. It was just, I thought a lot of the second hour was a bit pants. But Becky really did elevate things. I like SmackDown Live when it is not focused on the top stars from 10 years ago. Yes, yeah, I think we can all agree on that. But Obviously, we're going to do a short outro for this podcast as well because we need to record more stuff yes. and you need to get out of here. Uh, however, Andrew Lee has quickly emailed in to say, uh, I was under the impression that the jokes that you guys wanted were bad slash grown worthy jokes. This is in response to us not understanding the jokes that he sent mm. in previously, the one about ah, the, the yes. bone in the hand. So you're absolutely right, Andrew. We do want bad grown-y jokes, but we need to be able to get them first in order for them still to work. Yeah, so we weren't smart enough to get no, your exactly, joke yeah, because it was based on a... What was it like? It was a word that meant bones. Yes. That I'd never heard of. Absolutely. Over my head. Yes. He has tried, though, little known fact, the front of the noodle letters in a can of alphabet soup is actually Times New Ramen. <laughs> I muttlid that one. You did. That was a muttly laugh. <laughs> Will from New York has sent in. Uh, heard this one the other day, and I thought I'd share it with you guys. How do you find? How do you find Will Smith in the snow? You look for the Fresh Prince. Fresh Prince. The, like like the TV show, yeah. like like his old rapper gimmick. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, it sounds like Fresh Prince. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that is all we've got time for on today's show. Uh, we'll, we'll be, we will be back, rather, tomorrow. We're going to have two episodes up tomorrow. Obviously, myself and Laura will be around for the NXT review, but also we'll have our Crown Jewel predictions going up, which will be a lot of fun, I'm sure. But we'll see you then. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.